Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact. So jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. A little bit more information now coming out about that family. Uh, Five women uh, were killed in an accident that happened in the snow on Tuesday afternoon. This happened near Waverly, up on Interstate 81 northbound. Uh, First of all, uh, there's a report that the family was returning from Mecca, Saudi Arabia. Okay, so they had come back and were traveling from the airport back home up in uh, New York State. Anyway, um, officials say that uh, the women were struck dead by a tractor trailer. This happened in Scott Township. And what happened was there were four women in a Honda Odyssey an odyssey that lost control and hit the concrete divider. And that happened about 5.15 p.m. on Tuesday. That crash uh, left the Honda disabled in that left lane going north on 81. Now, there was an Audi R6 traveling with the Honda. That was pulled over on the right shoulder after the accident. And state police uh, said the two people in the Audi got out and crossed the highway to speak with the others when a northbound tractor trailer slammed into the Honda on its driver's side. So there were three people outside who were killed standing outside that vehicle and two people sitting in the Honda killed when that uh, collision happened. Um, Also, uh, there is a nephew of some of the older uh, relatives killed who was driving that Audi. He was um, he was injured, uh, moderately injured, as was the tractor trailer driver. Um, But uh, one of the women's relatives, who is the director of policy and advocacy at the Kurdistan Regional Government Representation in the U.S., uh, said the family members include a niece and two older sisters, both married, each with three kids. One of them was a 2022 graduate of Johnson City High School up in New York State. She was a forward on the girls' varsity uh, soccer team. They had some information. I'm looking at a paper from their like hometown area. And uh, again, a 22-year-old nephew was driving the Audi, and he remains under critical care. Um, so again, uh, PennDOT was releasing information yesterday talking about what, the, what you should do if you're in an accident like that. And they say the most important thing to do is to stay in your vehicle. Too many times people get out. Right. And they get hit. Um, obviously, you have to call immediately for help, 911. But they say stay in your vehicle. Also, for other motorists, uh, do the move over, please. So if you see a vehicle that's in the left lane disabled or close to it, move to the right lane and then vice versa. 
and they and they hope that if people just slow down and are really aware um, but who knows uh, the situation at that time uh, how much snow was falling how the roads were said to be slick and you had people outside their vehicle and crossing a road as well it's just tragic all around yeah very tough situation we'll talk to Snedeker anyway about this forecast time-wise what we're looking at here but it's uh, total snow accumulations one to three inches on Friday I saw Jeremy last night talking about the majority of it would be falling after 12 noon we'll see if that timing is the same this morning so we'll chat that'd be great details. for us but maybe not other people but yeah um, that's uh, well, it, timing is really everything if we you know? stay outside of the morning commute sure I mean, I know we still have the afternoon commute, which is obviously what was what the timing that happened in that uh, tragic uh, yeah. crash as well. But um, yeah, I mean, I think as long as we keep it in the time frame where there aren't a lot of people on the road. But again, Fridays are pretty busy days anyway. We will talk to him and we'll get the details on that coming up. All right. Um, I thought it was uh, the information that we got yesterday from the officials, the authorities in the shooting of the Scranton police officer. Um, I was pretty stunned by what we heard. I don't know if you folks were stunned as well. Just how um, brazen, cold-hearted this uh, this was. Um, we have a 20-year-old Old Forge man, Aiden Dininger, um, who Scranton police and state police say shot the Scranton police detective, Kyle Gilmartin, twice in the head and basically, he fired five rounds from point-blank range into an unmarked police car, although authorities say he knew he was shooting police. So um, he is uh, charged. He is at Geisinger. He has been critically injured himself because after firing that weapon into the vehicle and hitting Gilmartin, the other officer returned fire. And shot him a number of times. So police placed Gil Martin's handcuffs on dining juror during that morning arrest in bedside arraignment. So they are charging him with three counts of attempted murder. Three counts. Detectives uh, say they um, were investigating these number of shootings that had happened in parts of Scranton in the overnight hours. And that there was another suspect who's already been arrested jeremiah cleveland right he's 19. he's the guy that you saw smiling on camera the other day after this kind of being a smart ass right he was um he's charged in the earlier shootings and they say that he also was a part of this live streaming video that was going down about these shootings and uh detectives were actually responding to trying to prevent any kind of additional shooting in that Hyde Park area in West Scranton. And they located the gray Ford Fusion that they believed was responsible, right, was carrying whoever was responsible in those previous shootings. Um, so Dunninger said in an Instagram live video, according to police at 4.32 a.m. that morning, the cops are looking for me right now and I'm still spinning. So um, while they were investigating, just a few minutes after that, uh, they say that uh, Dininger approached the black Chevy Impala sedan and fired five rounds through the passenger side windows. And it was two bullets that struck Gil Martin in the head right above his right eye. So Officer Lafferty returned fire and struck Dininger uh, several times as he fled back towards the vehicle. 
So he was taken into custody and, uh, you know, other police had uh, basically administered uh, critical emergency care to that detective and then rushed him to the hospital. So they do say, though, that um, he is still in critical condition, the officer, but he is um, responding and they say he is uh, doing better than they ever had thought he would be doing. So it's good news to know that he is uh, doing better, although he is still critically injured. So it was yeah. um, it was pretty crazy to think that someone would walk up to a vehicle like that and do that. And it's not unheard of. Obviously, we've heard of stuff like this before. Um, but it, it, And they're also looking at, they say, uh, charging another juvenile now, a juvenile, in connection with this case as well. So hopefully we'll yeah. get more information out on that as well. Yeah, I mean, barring some sort of completely bizarre, unexpected twist, this guy that they arranged yesterday will spend, you'd think, the rest of his life in jail or at least pretty close to it, a long, long time. Um, I, I just, and I don't necessarily care. You throw your life away making stupid decisions like that. He has, he deserves what's coming to him. I, I just wish there was a way we could find out the answer to the simple question of just why. You know, I, I, it always drives me crazy. Is it, you know, we'll, we're quick to say, oh, it's gang, this gang. Was it just because you don't care? Is it because you think it's tough? Like, I'd love to just well, get it in Well, it is gang head. related. So there's a mentality and a yeah. mindset, you know, that's, that's involved there. That's all I would love. And, I would love to hear the answer why. Reckless. To maybe mm-hmm. learn something from these situations. Because if not, it's just, it's hard to understand because it, it's not. Well, it's, it's frustrating. It's, yeah, the whole thing me, is frustrating. When I, when I look at situations uh, where someone uh, tries to assassinate someone in cold blood, execution, right? When someone does that, and miraculously they survive, and thank God for that, they will get an attempted murder charge when every intention was to kill, right? Correct. And because it's an attempted murder charge, and that person, and, and, and this happens in other cases, there could be people who for the rest of their lives, they may be alive, but they have so many challenges, you know, ahead of them. Correct. And unfortunately, in a case where it's just a charge of attempted murder, you don't often see people behind bars for the rest of their life. Because for the grace of God, someone survived. Do you know what I mean? So right. um, I would hope that someone like this would be behind their bar, behind bars for the rest of their lives. But uh, because someone else's uh, miraculous recovery, a charge of attempted murder, or the appearance of often miraculous doesn't recovery. bring a long time in jail. Now, in this case, with police officers, three charges, perhaps a long, long time. I would hope. Yeah, I would I would think so again and whatever happens happens it's unfortunate to see someone throw their whole life away for you know pointless uh, motives. I just I, I always wonder that in these situations you see these people they're so young and they could have done anything with their life and here they are and it, it, it's with such a flippant uh, <laughs> approach to this like it's not even like oh they were doing something bad and got caught in like a shootout like in the movies it, this is just walked up shot him in the head twice I, I, what I hope they can try to dig deep into these people because we, I personally would love to learn. And I think it goes deeper than they're just, some people are horrible people and they're evil. I think it goes deeper than that. I'd love to know what the reason is. Uh, that's just a pure curiosity. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I always want that answer. We never seem to get it though. It's very frustrating. It's a sad situation. Tragic all around. So they'll have more, uh, I guess, information coming out as that investigation continues. But um, so much of the community has rallied together for Detective Gil Martin. There are like a 
you can't even list all the different things that are going on in the community to help raise funds for his family. The GoFundMe has already uh, surpassed its $150,000 goal uh, for the family, and that number keeps rising. There are huge events uh, that are going on, and some smaller ones at different locations. Uh, but a lot of people have pulled together and really shown support in this uh, tragic situation. I want to make a hard left, take take a hard left. We were just talking about the, the shooting and, you know, uh, we're talking about how much sen- what the sentencing would be like. And uh, I found a similar case and I, I barely remember this. I feel like when I moved back, there was a story and it was a story of a guy uh, who shot a police officer, uh, Officer Dorman in Pennsylvania. He had approached some people back in 2017, suspected of, you know, they were smoking marijuana and ended up getting shot a few times in the face, leg, groin. They arrest this guy, uh, Dante Brooks Island. That's his name. Uh, He was sentenced. And this guy, this officer also survived. But uh, this guy said sentenced to 33 to 100 years behind bars. And, you know, the the officer said he, he hoped there would be a longer sentence, I guess, at 33, he'll get the chance well, of parole. Well, 33 and then with, with good behavior, you know, who knows? If he's but accepted if, for parole. Hopefully but. this is consecutive. Um, again, he hasn't well, even gone through a court of law, but you would hope it would be consecutive and not concurrent sentencing. So that could keep them behind bars for in, a long stretch. In this case, you know, I wasn't even sure if it would be like automatic life sentence because you went after. But that's that's a heck of a long mm-hmm. time. Will that person be eligible for parole? Yeah, apparently. But will they get it? That's the question. Right. So. That's I think that's the when the community question. needs to step up and say, no, thank you. Right. Really well, makes I mean, noise. it's up to a judge, you know, in that case. I mean, well, you people can usually speak out. And, right. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. You know, what's sad is that after, yeah, in the beginning and then as years go on, but usually the family members yeah. will continue to uh, pursue that. And uh, again, this is very early in the case, but just a, a stunning, brazen, heartless, cold uh, just some of the words you can use to describe that. Yeah. All right. There's a story in the Scranton Times Tribune. Um, we know that the Keystone Sanitary Landfill has responded to DEP's, um, you know, uh, complaints, I guess you could say, and uh, violations, which we often wonder, what does that mean? So you're caused, you're called to be violating something. How do we get changes? Um, the landfill has been cited right back uh, in December for violating regulations and its operating permit because they say they failed to maintain a uniform intermediate cover. They also say there have been has been a failure to control odors and they gave them until uh, January the 12th to submit their proposed plan. I love how the response is filed on January 12th. Like, let's wait till the very last minute. It's like I'm in charge. Just wait till the last minute. (laughs) Procrastinators. Anyway, um, the DEP did post the landfill's response online. They do that when they get this stuff. Um, So they're they're going to review it. And according to the DEP spokesperson, they will, uh, I guess, release the letter after they had time to view it. But uh, they say they had seven steps Keystone is going to use to reduce its odors and emissions. The Scranton Times Tribune says some of those uh, steps include drones, I guess, to detect the areas with methane concentrations. How about cars driving Uh, by who can smell it? They can help you. Oh, no, no, no. We'll get to that later because they say that there's other smells that you may be smelling that's not theirs, by the way. So just remember that. It may not be the big dump. It may be something else. I'll be patient when looking into something obvious. Okay, continue. They say they'll also uh, speed up installation of new gas collection equipment. And uh, they will also speed up the installation of a permanent cover 
on top of uh, 25 acres of the landfill's previous expansion. And they'll replace uh, two surface leachate lagoons with, I guess, some storage tanks. Uh, but uh, they also... Uh, said that, and it, I guess that, you know, we're not the ones that are responsible for all these smells. Uh, they argue that methane, the primary element of landfill gas, is colorless and odorless. And they go, it's impossible to say without more data that any exceedance of methane means there is an odor. So they say there's other things that could be causing that smell. So many people have complained, you know, and, and they got a lot of letters to EP about it. So, um, so it could be coming from anywhere. Just coincidentally, it's saying. it's surfacing around uh, the the dump. Um, yeah, yeah, I mean, and they, and they also yeah. said, here's a quote from the letter, according to the Times Tribune. Contrary to what has been suggested by the local press, recent misinformed opinion pieces, and anti landfill agitators like Friends of Lackawanna, KSL and its employees care about the environment and the overall well being of the surrounding communities. So friends of Lackawanna, are, they're agitators. That's what they say. Um, but the question still goes. So all of this, it sounds like they're going to do all these things. It's almost like they are in charge of managing themselves. Right. Well, right. And, uh, and you regulating know, I, themselves. I hope they can. I, I think it's I don't want to say hilarious. But uh, and maybe it's what they legally have to do to keep themselves out of trouble to this idea of just like, yeah, I know it's a lot of trash and I know that's the smell it would smell like if it was us, but you don't know it was us. But I feel like that's like walking into a room going like, dude, don't deny it. I saw you eat three bowls of chili. You farted. Don't deny Like, what is going on here? You're the only one in this room. You can't deny that. How can they deny that it's theirs? It makes no sense to me. Well, they say it could be coming uh, from <clears throat> upwind. <sighs> um, something else could be responsible. Yeah, you know, it's one so. of those things that you can so. say that you think, but I guess until you actually have some measure to say it's absolutely certainly something. But let's be honest. Come on. It always comes from dump. another area and always like a jerk. The smell goes over the dump. <clears throat> it always smells right there. Did you see the electric vehicle drivers who have been struggling with this nationwide freeze, uh, trying to charge their vehicles during the cold weather? It does. First of all, cold does reduce battery life, and that results in lines at charging stations. Uh, there was a Skokie, Illinois station with 20 Tesla supercharges full all day on earlier this week as drivers were waiting for an open spot. Uh, there was uh, one Tesla driver interviewed who said he had to get a tow truck to uh, get his dead car to a charger when the battery drained faster than normal. So Using a gas-powered vehicle. <laughs> Correct, and, uh, yes. Uber driver Daryl Johnson said, it's horrible. It takes two hours to charge. Then the charge leaves really quickly. Now you're back at the charger twice a day. And then you're waiting. So All you earthy oh, yeah. morons. You know what doesn't... You know what, you know what I can still charge and plug in when I'm... Uh, when it's cold, I can plug in my gas car. Yeah, look, it, it's a great, <laughs> no great plan yeah. if you've got enough of them, yeah, right? Yeah, and yeah. enough in enough locations. And uh, so the cold doesn't help, certainly. Yeah, my, my, like, my cousin lives <laughs> out in... By the way, yes, I did say plug in the gas car. That was part of my weirdness. Um, my uh, yeah. cousin loves her, her electric vehicle. She's on the West Coast. It, you know, it, it's always warm there. Like the coldest it'll ever get is maybe it hits freezing, so they never have to deal with that. But these are real issues that... Industry is going to need to figure out if it, if they're going to, you know, move forward right. and become mass appeal. That's why people are talking about, oh, they're going to take your cars away. No, look, read into it. It's it's nowhere near ready for mass 
use, though you have to start putting that infrastructure in for the in the case that it maybe it does get there i, I guess you do you have to have the infrastructure in place um otherwise like you said it's only going to be something that's going to be more popular where they don't have problems like the weather being cold yeah, the technology so. keeps improving year by year but it's it's again it's not it's not there uh but if you're in the right place at the right time she again she swears by it God. melanie if you're listening call no, she's in, yeah. she's in California. She's not going to call. All right. The Aldi uh, grocery chain is announcing the elimination of plastic shopping bags from all of its 2,000 plus stores in the U.S. Uh, you can bring your own reusable bags or buy one at the counter. The move is going to make Aldi the first major retailer in the U.S. to totally eliminate plastic bags. I thought that uh, Wegmans was. Am uh, I wrong? Wegmans got uh, rid of them, but I, I thought Aldi didn't have bags, or did they? You could buy them, maybe. Is that what they're talking I about? I do not. You know what? Um, first of all, I have not been there in a long time. I thought, um, but right. they. So, but you guys, if you're an Aldi shopper, they say they're eliminating them from their 2,000 plus stores. Maybe you had to purchase them. Maybe that's what uh, it but is. But they yeah. they are totally eliminating plastic bags, and uh, Americans throw away about a hundred million plastic bags every year. So they are a major contributor to all the. Stuff that we find in the stinky landfills. That right? don't stink. That's what it is. That don't stink. That's something else. Uh, consumer spending over the holiday season rose more than expected, rounding out a year of better than expected sales numbers. For the full year, retail sales were 4.9%. Sales at restaurants and bars rose 11.3%. Gas spending declined 11.5% because of lower prices at the pump. Uh, many Americans, they say, um, enjoyed higher incomes last year offsetting the hit from higher interest rates on loans. Hmm. Yeah, not a great time to get a loan right now, and that's uh, disappointing for anyone right. who's trying to refinance or, or maybe buy a yeah, house. That's true. Maybe, we, maybe things way, turn soon, hopefully. Hospitals across the U.S. in desperate need of trained lab technicians and emergency workers. And here comes billionaire Michael Bloomberg. He has stepped in with $250 million. He says uh, he wants to help address the need. High schools in 10 cities and regions going to offer vocational training in healthcare with a solid promise of a job at a local hospital right after graduation. Other students will be able to earn college credits towards university degrees in medicine. So the billionaire forking over $250 million. And I think that's a great idea, right? Vocational training in healthcare because the need in healthcare is so great. Yeah, absolutely. So, it's hard to get idea. people to fill those jobs. And if you can make it easier for people, it's... Uh, now yeah. we need more millionaires and billionaires to step forward. Now, actually, if we Start were all... giving back. You know, if we just had more millions, millionaires and billionaires, we would need jobs. So then, well, I mean, problem. the people who are basically, um, you know, getting uh, by with a whole heck of a yeah. lot of money, and I get it. Some of these people have struggled and worked all their lives. Others may be born rich, but it's nice at least when uh, some of them will, you know, I think that's a really smart idea. And things like that are uh, are helpful, and that way the money will address the need, and they'll be able to offer those programs, and it's not something maybe the states obviously can't fund it. So 10 cities. And high schools will have um, that offer. So that would be a good thing. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. 
Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod. There is another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. I feel like dancing, woo, dancing, woo, dance the night away. <laughs> not with, not with that weird tick. I'm not gonna dance with you. Woo! How do you how do you guys feel? What, what like what do you feel about that song? Like, give me your feelings since we're going into this naked. You don't know what to expect. I'm just pulling this out of nowhere. It's a happy skip and a jump kind of song. You know who it is? Like when it was a hit. Oh was yes. it a hit? All yeah. that. I'm gonna okay. guess it was seventy. Seven and it's Leo Sarah, okay. but I don't know if that's the right year. Yeah, you my, nailed it. Yeah, Good night. nice. Oh, I was gonna <laughs> nail. I was gonna nail it too and surprise everyone. But joke would have been would on. Be shocked no, it was. I saw it on shot. TV. I said at first. I actually thought I saw it because Joe used the cutout of uh, Le- Leo Sarah. Is that it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was a member of Ario Speedwagon. <laughs> I didn't Kinda know. Looks like him, like I, the lead singer. There. I, I didn't know because I felt like I'm like, oh, that's from one of their videos, but I was way off. I, I, how do I feel <laughs> about that song? I think it's a fun kind of like. I could see how that probably annoyed people after a while when it got a lot of radio airplay. But now, if it was used in the right scene in the right movie, it could be so much fun again. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I guess I think it's a, it's a timeless song and. Uh, I chose that song and that month because uh, January 1977 was the coldest January on record. The average temperature for the month was 15 degrees, 15 degrees. And when you think about it, um, maybe that doesn't have any relevance. This month, the average temperature is 33, 33 versus 15. So there was one day that entire month, one day that was above freezing. So almost 20 days were below 10 degrees. There was a bunch of, I think, seven days below zero. Just a frigid month, January 1977. I was only like 10 years old, but I grew up near a lake, uh, pond, and I remember all the older kids in the community would take their, their snowmobiles and their pickup trucks and their cars and literally, remember those days, park them on the lake. The ice was so thick, Man. and then we'd play ice hockey, and there'd be big bonfires and cars parked on the lake. It, they're, they're different times, man, different right. times. <laughs> now we right? barely can freeze up a, a, a lake, right? I mean, it's, it's weird. Well, it's funny to think, too, now, even if it were cold, and we've had cold years in recent years uh, periodically, um, kids aren't doing that. No one's going up to lakes. I remember right. my childhood memories. I guess I'm an officially an old man. The lake that I grew up near, I keep calling it a lake. It was a reservoir. It was a small reservoir. But all winter long, there'd be kids, parents, grandparents, ice skating, shoveling. It was a scene from like a Norman Rockwell painting. Uh, (laughs) Everybody just out on the lake. You go to any lake these days, any lake, you're going to find like five guys in their 70s 
fishing under big tents. That's all you're going to get. No one's right. doing anything else. It's sad. Well, in, it? this, yeah. in this cold weather, you drive by like uh, a state park, and, and uh, if you see a couple kayakers when it's cold, you're like, oh my God. It's kind of like when you first see the Statue of Liberty when you drive by it in New York or Jersey. You're like, whoa, look at them. There's people on the water. You're right, though. People used to always be out there in those times. It's it's really changed. I'm guessing it's just a lot of information. One bat, one story goes out about someone falling through the ice, and half those people never do it again. It's just, it's like hunting and fishing. They just don't have the same amount of people yeah. doing it as they used to do. Yeah, I don't know. It, it's so bizarre. I'm talking packed lakes. Everyone, yeah, hockey, you know, skating, just joy <laughs> skating and figure skating. When, and that's all gone. When it's you gone. said. When you said packed lakes, I think about those pictures. Ever see like the old pictures from like the 1920s of like Coney Island in New York when it looked like the uh-huh. capacity for the beach was 100,000 and there was 200,000 squeezed in? Um, there's a lot more options now. I guess maybe that has something to do with it. People are like, well, we, maybe, could, we yeah, could go here yeah. or we could stay inside and pretend we're at a lake using a filter. But people don't play outside like they used to. No. People don't. They Kids don't. don't. Yeah. They don't. They, they don't, don't go. We used to go looking. We used to call it frogging. We'd go down the ponds and look for frogs, the biggest bullfrog you could find. It was just a whole different time. Yeah. Very different. It can't be. It can't be good. It's different. But uh, that had to be better. I don't know. It seems more natural and right. And uh, All right. Anyway, we have uh, cold temperatures this morning. Another morning in the single digits and teens. Yesterday, it hit 20. Um. You're going to be surprised to hear that this Saturday, it may not hit 20. It's going to get cold and windy. And we haven't had a day that didn't hit 20, that stayed in the teens or lower, since Christmas Eve 2022. Oh, boy. That sounds so dramatic, but it's just over a year ago. (laughs) Yeah, that's true, right? (laughs) (laughs) But but, uh, it still says says a lot. All right, so for today, just kind of cloudy. Yesterday, the sun felt great, but it was only 20 degrees. Today, maybe 27, 28, maybe a flurry, that's it. Tomorrow, the snow will start by the time you wake up, probably between like 4 and 7, 8 in the morning, it starts snowing. So I think a lot of schools, what are they going to do? These are different times. They're going to probably cancel tomorrow. I don't know. It's only two inches, but that's the world we live in now. So maybe two, one to three inches tomorrow. It'll start to taper off about three, four o'clock. So it'll be a light, showery snow morning and afternoon. Not a windy day, not a snowstorm vibe, just a light, showery snow on and off throughout the day. 27 degrees. And then tomorrow night, if you have any plans, you got to get that Friday date in. You'll be able to because uh, you can shovel out, brush it out, uh, and the crews will be out on the road. So by 3, 4 o'clock, the snow is already ending. And just some flurries in the evening. Don't cancel your date. But it's going to get cold and windy on Saturday. And like I said, it may not even reach 20 degrees, which makes it... Remember uh, Christmas Eve 2022, not this Christmas, but the previous Christmas, uh, we had a high of 10 degrees on Christmas Eve, 10. So this will be the coldest day since then, this Saturday. But it's going to be brief. It's going to be fleeting because uh, by Sunday, partly sunny, up to 29 to maybe 32. And then all of next week, above average temperatures, as it will be for the rest of the month. So all next week. And the following week looks like above average temperatures, a lot of 40s coming next week. I think we'll get some rain next Thursday and Friday, and maybe a spotty, icy rain or snow shower Tuesday of next week. But that'll be in, uh, you know, insignificant compared to a lot of steadier rain maybe next Thursday right. or Friday. A lot of 40s. 
All next right. week. So tomorrow, mostly nuisance snow, but it's going to be enough that it's going to probably affect the schools and such. We shall see. Because yeah. of that, yeah, yeah, because of that bad timing again, starting when right. everyone is getting their day going. That's the problem. Ugh. Hey, and real yeah. quick, before we take this uh, break, someone, uh, my cousin just texted, now take this with a grain of salt. He can be a big liar. No, he's not. He said uh, a lot of lakes have turned private and threats of lawsuits prevent people from allowing their kids to go out and do things like they used to, just carefree back in the day. Maybe that has something to do with it. People like saying, that's my land. Get off it. I, I don't know. Um, but that's No, interesting- you're right. I think that's a big factor. I think that's a big factor. You're right. Yeah. Privatized lakes now and in Could uh, be, yeah. associations that pays fees. Yeah. Thank we you, Gary. Go back. Thank yeah. you, Gary. Thank you. <laughs> All right, Joe. We'll, <laughs> we'll talk, talk next to you hour. next hour. I was going to ask him if he'd drive his truck, his new truck, out in the lake. Talking about Aldi getting rid of plastic bags, and we asked people who go there. Um, What the deal is, usually you bring your own bags to Aldi, but they do offer plastic if you want to purchase them. They're eliminating the plastic option. So Wegmans has done something similar where you can um, buy their regular paper bags. Uh, but you, uh, they don't have uh, plastic bags either. Somebody else thinks it's kind of ridiculous because you can't get the plastic bag, but everything in the store comes in plastic. <laughs> don't notice that. <laughs> don't be making sense. How much money does the average American household spend on groceries? How much do you folks spend? Uh, The U.S. Census Bureau Household Pulse Survey finds uh, $1,000 a month is the average American household spend for groceries. Average family, about $270 at the grocery store per week. And when the obviously when the kids are factored in, it gets more expensive, right? right. Households with children spend an average of three hundred and thirty-one dollars a week at the store, oh, or forty-one percent higher than the households without children. Seems excessive. Like where you just don't say no <laughs> to anything. What do you mean? I mean, it's, it's how much was that again? It was for uh, well, kids? With, with a family. And remember, you, you're looking at an average. So yeah, some yeah. families may have you know four kids, and some families may have one. Um, but an average of three hundred and thirty-one dollars a week. Ooh. At the store. I'm, my wife and I, I guess, are um, just really good at stretching it and getting bang for your buck. Is, yeah. Man, right. Anyway, California tops the list of the most expensive places to buy food. The household average there, about $27 more on uh, per week than the other uh, states. I looked at the list in Pennsylvania and in the top 10. So, you know, that goes. <laughs> and so yeah. uh, Wisconsinites on the opposite end of the spectrum, Wisconsin, if you live there, $76 less at the grocery store. Well, that's my um, wife and, and our uh, secret. We do our grocery shopping in Green Bay. Um, mm. It makes it easier and cheaper. But if you look at cities, Miami, very high. Houston, Riverside. Is that California? Yes. Riverside, okay. San Francisco, Los Angeles, like top five, three of the, three of them in California. Uh, yeah. Even though U.S. inflation slowed in 2023, grocery store cash registers continued running hot. Uh, so people were uh, spending. And we just saw that uh, even on retail products and restaurants, uh, people, the yeah. spending has been going up. So what the heck? <laughs> people are like... You only live once. Who knows? Uh, but that's uh, that's what people are paying at the grocery store, and uh, it gets uh, you know what I, I yeah, obviously the eggs aren't as high as they used to be, right? Um, no, I have found a lot. I think I've found better prices lately. Yeah, is it just me? But um, when I was looking on at, some you know, things. obviously some things are I crazy, just, but I just can't get past the new norm of uh, things we don't need but still want, like five dollar bag 
bag, you know, five dollars for a bag of chips and stuff. Like that stuff still kind of eats at me a bit. Or like Gatorade well, used to the like, bottles of Gatorade used to be like you know consistently a dollar, you know, ninety nine cents, maybe a dollar twenty five. Now it's like two dollars a bottle. I'm just like, I just can't do it. I can't do a double. Oh. I can't double it up. So well, no Doritos and one Gatorade. Thing, one thing that's new at the grocery store, you know, Kraft Singles, those uh, cheese slices in the little package. <laughs> um, they have yes. launched three new flavored ones. You're going to find jalapeno, mm. garlic and herb, and there's a caramelized onion available in packs of 16 at retailers nationwide uh, by the end of the month. If you folks are looking for them, I'm sure like, they're not cheap either. Is it healthy? Don't Plastic ask. Cheese. No, Don't ask. it's not. Just enjoy. <laughs> All-star closer, Kenley Jansen, we have a question. What's the best podcast of all time? Baseball isn't boring, baby. I'm Rob Bradford, and every single day I'm sitting down with the biggest names to show you this great game is the greatest game. It's my podcast. It's my passion. It's a cause I started more than two years ago and is now the most prolific national daily baseball pod there is. Another fact, so jump aboard the B.I.B. Express. Follow and listen to Baseball Isn't Boring, presented by Wasabi Hot Cloud Storage on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.